Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let her breathe just for a moment. Hold your horses, everybody. We're going to get there. Trust. We got to bring on Facebook. We got to get the entire MHH clan under the same roof and we're good welcome in everybody to the huddle up podcast presented as always by mile high huddle i'm your host chad jensen and with me as always my partner in crime he is the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com and my fellow football priest you know him you love him he's zach kelberman zach you had a it's not necessarily breaking news but i wanted to get your thoughts on this because last night you had the article for mhh reporting the recent contract restructures for one Mike Purcell and Brandon McManus that kind of flew under the radar this past week because of all the big free agent deals and the rumors and the buzz. Tell our, our listeners, for those who might have missed the article, what happened, why they restructured, what the bottom line is, and I'll pull up the article. Well, first of all, I thought it was interesting. The news was broken on Friday, not by Adam Schefter, not by Ian Rappaport, not by Mike Liss. It was broken by McManus himself, who tweeted that he accepted a, a pay restructure. And basically what happened is the Broncos took their both players' 2021 base salaries and converted them into signing bonuses, which kind of kicks the can down the road and lets them prorate that amount over the course of their contract. Both of them signed uh, recent contract extensions, so it freed up about $3.5 million in immediate salary cap space for Denver, um, and it's just more George Payton magic, Chad, giving the Broncos more flexibility, more room in which to operate, and uh, I can't hate it. I wonder in these restructures, so let's see. Here's the here's Zach's, uh, to quote Zach, the dual restructures created roughly $3.5 million in additional cap space for the Broncos, who currently hold the NFL's third flushest, $37 million. Yeah, we touched on that last night in available funds. Purcell inked a three-year $11.5 million extension last October. The soon-to-be 30-year-old will return as the team's primary nose man, the anchor of Vic Fangio's imposing defense following an injury-ruined 2020 campaign. McManus, 29, signed a four-year $17.2 million extension last September, becoming the league's fifth-highest-paid kicker at $4.3 million. John Elway sure loved to pay his special team specialist, didn't he? Uh, so did, did we get any information on what they did exactly like in terms of, we know it freed up money. So they must've just converted guaranteed money into some signing bonuses and kicked the, kick the old can down the road. 
I'm pretty sure they converted base salary from 21 into signing bonuses, and it can prorate over the course of, you know, three or uh, four years, depending on Purcell or McManus. It just gives the Broncos, for now, some more room to operate if they want to sign another free agent, if they want to lock down one of their own. And you really can't – I really always admire players who agree to that, Chad, because it's their money, and they're taking it in, in part of it from themselves now, and they're doing for the good of the team. So I do appreciate Purcell and McManus for uh, stepping to yeah. the table this offseason. Guys, we have an exciting show. Let me go ahead and, and kill that because we just have an ad pop up. I'm hungry. Uh, we've now. got a great MHH Mount Rushmore superstar going to join us tonight, Drew Hollenbeck. Everyone knows Drew H. We're going to get a chance to meet him, introduce y'all to him. I know so many of you already know him from the conversations in the chat. We're going to get to all that. Before we get to that, though, before we grab Drew and before we do matters of business, Zach, I wanted to get your thoughts on what Vic Fangio had to say really quickly here about one Vaughn Miller um, today. So, of course, today was the big celebratory press conference for Justin Simmons, uh, big extension, right? Four years, $61 million. And then afterwards, Vic Fangio and George Payton answered a few questions and whatnot. And, in fact, they answered questions throughout. But here's what Vic said. I thought it was interesting uh, in regards to Vaughn Miller returning to form after his 2020 season. Quote, we had a lot of injuries last year, which you guys are all aware of. One of the ones that was the most disappointing and hard to take was his. Not because of who he is, but I saw a guy that was in the best shape that I had seen him in two years. People have been here longer than me said the same thing. He had a focus and desire for last season, and then for him to get that freak injury in in the first week game preparation right around this part of the field where they were in the – where they're holding the press conference was very, very disappointing because I think he was primed to have a really good season, and I mean a really good season by his standards. Hopefully he's going to do the same thing he did this last offseason. He'll do it and come back in great shape. Also, close quote. So, Zach, I think this kind of speaks to the notion that even though Fangio's public posture and, and the optics he's kind of created since becoming the head coach was almost one of, like, not quite adversarial toward Vaughn, but, like, I'm not impressed. You know, I think you can be better type thing. And I think this goes to, to show that some of the buzz in terms of why George Payton opted to pick up that basically $18 million option. A lot of it had to do with Fangio's testimonial saying, George, if you would have seen how freaking good this dude was looking before that injury, we need him back. I think there's some truth to that. And also it's uh, I wonder who the people are, the people that have been here longer than him. It's just it maybe a little subtle indication that he's taking some cues from John Elway or other executives in the building. And that wouldn't be surprising, but we talk about the Philip Lindsay move. We're not going to get into that tonight, but he's still maybe leaning on Elway as a scouting resource as he should. And this is why we advocated you and I specifically for the Broncos to bring Vaughn back because last year we were all hyping him up. He was on the verge of really bouncing back and thriving in Fangio's system opposite Bradley Chubb, and he's still a future Hall of Famer. That's why I was astonished at all the Broncos fans who were ready to kick him to the curb and move on when he still has gas left in the tank. And it's, if you want to swallow the money this year, if he gives you 15, 16 sacks, 12 sacks, whatever, I think it's well worth it. So I'm excited now considering George Payton is not like Elway in that he deals in hyperbole. He doesn't dole out praise very uh, readily, Mm -hmm. a little more than Vic Fangio. But for him to say that, I think it speaks volumes to what the Broncos expect from Vaughn this year, which is very big things. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. And if he goes out and knocks it out of the park, Vaughn, that extension that's going to allow him to really retire as a Bronco, it's going to come. George Payton has shown, with the exception of Philip Lindsay, the whole Philip Lindsay thing is also tied up in the Pat Shermer – He's not a scheme fit. 
ball of wax. But up to this point, for the most part, I mean, look at this. We've been waiting to see when is John Elway going to pay Shelby? When is John Elway going to pay Justin Simmons? Both get knocked out early in the Peyton regime. And then, of course, he, he extends and picks up – or options, I should say. Vaughn, so I think uh, that's a decent harbinger, Zach, of things to come. Yeah, I'm excited for Vaughn this year and the, the additions they've already made, locking down Shelby and uh, having Draymond as a potential breakout candidate. And before the draft even gets here, Chad, we could be talking about a month from now, someone like Micah Parsons in the middle of Vaughn and Bradley Chubb in a Fangio yep. system. So the Broncos on defense this year, the sky is truly the limit for that Denver defense. All right, a couple quick things and then we'll grab Drew. Uh, make sure you're connecting with us and following on Twitter at HuddleUpPod, also at Mile High Huddle. We hope you guys have taken our call to action for the podcast page on Facebook and have both liked and followed the page because on Wednesday night we will be selecting the winner this week of this week's uh, giveaway for some swag. Might be a t-shirt, might be a hat, might be a mug, little something, something. So open up Facebook. You can do it while you're watching. Search Huddle Up Podcast. You'll see our page, like it, follow. You're automatically entered into those uh, randomly selected raffle giveaways. And we're going to, we have no plans to stop doing them in the foreseeable future. It's going to roll on because we need to grow that page. We need to incentivize everybody to get over there and follow the page, educate everybody that it's there because we've got some big plans content wise that are going to be unique and exclusive to that page here in the near future. So take care of that. And, you know, while you're on Facebook, you might want to consider becoming an official supporter of MHH. In fact, Zach, I had three different great members of our community from different platforms that listen to the pods reach out to me uh, between last night and this morning asking, hey, how do I become a supporter? It's pretty easy, man. You just go to the page, Mile High Huddle Facebook, and you'll see the big blue button. Become a supporter. Click that. It's five bucks a month. You're in like Flynn. What you get in return is you get access to Kelberman's Corner, which is every Sunday at noon Mountain Time. Zach Kelberman, Kim Becker. Hot takes that hold water, a little bit different flavor than what we're doing here on these live stream pods. It's just, it's a unique premium video uh, offering that we give to our supporters only on Facebook. And don't worry, YouTube, we have some big plans coming this year as well for a membership offering on YouTube. But plus, as a supporter on Facebook, you get the trickle zone. And guys, that's every Saturday at noon Mountain Time. With the draft now six weeks out, five weeks out or so, you want all the information you can get, not only on how this class is shaping up, but which prospects make the most sense for the Broncos, what the buzz is. Eric Trickle provides that. So become a supporter at your in like Flynn. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. And lastly, guys, if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us. We do ask that you do these three things, and it's within the power of everyone to do these three things. Subscribe, number one. Number two, like this video, and that's crucial on YouTube and Facebook. Please just do it. If you're watching, even for two minutes, like the video before you dip on out. And then the third thing is the litmus test. If Zach and I, John, all the guys, if we're doing a good job for you here, or if at least you respect the effort, share this video out there, help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. 
It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach, let's bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Drew Hollenbeck in the house, MHH, rock star, superstar, Mount Rushmore stud. Drew, this has been a long time coming. Thanks for making some time to come on the show tonight, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. It's an honor to be on here with you guys. Rocking the dad hat like a boss, dude, like a boss. We love it. We love it. Your messaging, your brand orient, you know, that, that, you know, having your eye on brand is on point here. We do appreciate that. Drew, you know, we love you, my friend. All, we talked about this before we went live, everything that you do to support us here at MHH. And you're one of those guys that in our community, both inspired and exemplifies our little, one of our little catchphrases here, state of being, right? Passionate, hardcore, dedicated, knowledgeable Broncos fan, like just crazy, crazy, awesome Broncos fan, but you're not in Denver. So how did you become such an outgoing, passionate, hardcore Broncos fan, uh, not outside the, the fine state of Colorado? Yeah, well, I'm from Iowa. I was born and raised here. Um, my dad grew up in Denver, actually. He grew up in Denver as a Broncos fan. He uh, instilled that onto me. And because of it, I have baby pictures of me in an Elway jersey. So, Drew, out of all these, you know where I'm going with this by now. Out of all these years of your Broncos fandom, tell me your number one favorite moment when you close your eyes and think about it. And conversely, the, the moment that gives you nightmares still that you can't erase from your brain being a Broncos fan. There's a lot to choose from recently. Okay, well, the nightmare I'll start with. <laughs> that would be Raheem Moore <laughs> against the Ravens. Yeah. Um, best moment I still remember vividly to this day was uh, Tebow's pass in overtime against the Steelers in that wild card game to DT for the touchdown. I still Dude, remember what was going on. Even, Bron- even non-Broncos fans – that's an iconic NFL moment that is seared into the emotional psyche of every NFL fan out there because it was so unexpected. That game, I mean, if you could, if everyone goes back, I mean, we're we're a decade now, right? That was 2011. Here we are in 2021. That was the AFC defending champions, right? They didn't win the Super Bowl that you know that they had just appeared and they lost to uh, Aaron Rodgers, but nevertheless, 
they were the B's, knees, defense. I mean, they were to be feared. All the guys, all the studs still in their prime, including Paul Amalu. Uh, they had up front that fearsome pass rush in uh, Harrison. And what was the other dude's name? Oh, man, it's escaping me. Either way, phenomenal. Who? Was it Porter? Joey Porter. Porter? He was. I don't know. I'm thinking of someone. But either way, it's beside the point. No one expected the Broncos who – let's remember real quick. Sorry for this quick tangent, but I'm loving that you brought up that moment because – the Broncos, who they you know made all the headlines with the Tebow miracle season, winning whatever it was, seven out of eight with Tebow, and then they backed into the playoffs. They lost their final three games, including that embarrassment where they actually lost to Kyle Orton's Chiefs after everything that had happened between Tebow and Orton. Orton gets cut, ends up in Casey, comes to Denver, hands Tebow a loss at home, embarrasses them, and they still win the division. No one expected them to put up a fight, but Drew – Broncos win that game, and Tim Tebow, of course, has you know the biggest coming out party of his career, the, as short lived as it might have been. Yeah, Lawrence Timmons was that his name? It's killing me yeah. now. No, he was me. off ball. He was off ball. Guys in the chat, it's uh, fifty six. It was fifty six. Um, Woodley. Yes, oh, Lamar Lamar Woodley. Woodley. There it is. There it is. Thank you, dog. Thank you. All right, so we got to get your thoughts on this real quick, Drew. Some of the some of the hot topics of the day. How are you feeling about the first week of free agency for your Denver Broncos? And uh, what would you grade George Payton through the first wave? Uh, Well, I've kind of talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Uh, I think he's knocked out of the park aside from the Lindsay move. I think he deserved better. He deserved to stay. He's a homegrown guy. And he he, he has 2,500 yards in a Pro Bowl in three seasons as an undrafted rookie. Why not keep him? What was your favorite signing so far? Is you know a couple to choose. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be Fuller on the one year deal, but yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say Fuller. It's a good move. So you don't think we were uh, making too much of that whole Philip Lindsay leaving the Broncos thing? Like you were sharing a brain with us on just the. It's like I said last night. It was. It's not that it was. I mean, it was disappointing. Don't get me wrong, but one of the things that was so maddening to me, Drew, it seemed so unnecessary. You could have just hit him with an RFA tender of a second round, paid him $3.25 million, live to fight another day. Let, let's see if he uh, can stay healthy this year in Shermer's scheme, and maybe something happens. You don't move on from one of your best players in their prime. He's still in his prime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lindsey – I mean, Gordon is – Gordon's fine aside from the fumbles. I don't have any real complaints with him. But he's not the big play guy that Lindsey is. Lindsey was a threat to take it to the house every single snap. You don't get that with with uh, with Gordon. Drew, I think you tweeted to me. And by the way, everyone out there in Broncos country, he's a great follow on Twitter. You see his at right there. He really is on top of things. And I think you tweeted to me the comparison between, I believe it was you, correct me if I'm wrong, the comparison between Mike Boone and Philip Lindsay, whereas, you know, player A versus player B, one guy is already proven, the other guy is hypothetical. And that's that was my whole argument. I mean, I understand your concerns with him, but you're replacing Philip Lindsay, a proven pro bowler, a proven two, you know, twice thousand yard running back with a guy who's had relatively speaking, a handful of carries at the NFL level. So I'm right there with you on that. We got a question from John on Facebook. He says, Drew, how's it going, man? Do you believe Elway would have done this good as our GM in 2021? So your thoughts? I mean, because it kind of has the feeling, Drew. Let me just set this up for you in a little bit different way. I've heard a lot of fans comparing so far the 2021 free agency period for the Broncos to that 2014 epic, fateful free agent class that included 
DeMarcus Ware, Akeem Tlaib, TJ Ward, and Emmanuel Sanders. Do you think it's a little – is that jumping the shark to compare this class to them? I think it is just because these guys haven't played for us yet. Um, I'm kind of skeptical on Darby specifically. I think Fuller will do much better. Um, but that, even that said, I'd still give him a solid A- minus on um, for this year's free agency so far at least. Now, Drew, I'm making you GM Drew Hollenbeck of the Denver Broncos. What do you do now? Given the Broncos did fill most of their holes, most of their holes in the in the signing period, do you stay at nine? Do you trade back? Do you go quarterback? Do you go inside linebacker? What do you do next month? Uh, if it's me, if Parsons is there at nine, I'm taking Parsons. If he's not, I, dr- I drop back and uh, try to find uh, probably a linebacker and a uh, quarterback later. Ooh. Like, I got that news today that Caleb Farley, what was the surgery, Zach, that he's having? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Back surgery, I think. I think it was compared to Romo's. That's why I remember it. Yeah, it's not good. He might be out till late July now, and that is another indication that the Broncos might move down because that was, you know, cornerback one probably on their big board, and I don't I don't know if Sertan's going to be the pick at nine now. J.C. Horn, it's too rich for my blood at number nine, so that Caleb Farley news, they're going to either move back or move forward. I don't think they're staying put at number nine, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, if, if you could, if it was up to you, Drew, all right, again, GM Hollenbeck, and you could select a corner in this draft, let's, you know, first, second, third round, somewhere on the premiums. Who's your guy? Who do you like beside, let's just set Farley aside because of the injury for a second. Who else would you prefer to see in the orange and blue? Uh, my favorite corner in this class is JC Horn. Personally, Ooh. I like JC Horn. I think he's, the best cover corner in the draft. All right. Uh, Farley was more physical, better tackler fits Fangio's scheme better, but I think JC Horn has better ball skills than uh, Farley had. That's a, that is a clutch dark horse answer because something I, I, I want to say it was Eric trickle said to me uh, early on in this off season, something to the effect of J.C. Horn could end up going from being viewed as like the fourth, fifth guy initially when the pre-draft trail kind of started to like he could end up being the number one corner taken. Now, I'm not saying that's the prediction. I'm just telling you these things have a way of taking – these prospects, I should say, have a way of kind of blazing their own trail. When that stock gets hot, guys, like a guy like J.C. Horn, don't be stunned, especially with Farley going down like this. To see J.C. Horn leapfrog even Patrick Sertan and end up being the first corner off the board, Drew. And it sounds like uh, if that ended up being in Denver, you'd be you'd be a happy camper. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't take him at nine though. I think he. I think we could drop down and get him get him later. It, what it reminds me of is he might not be the first corner taken, but in a few years from now, we might all look back on this draft and say J.C. Horn was the best cornerback. It reminds me of last year with the wide receivers with you know C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and then Justin Jefferson came out of nowhere last year to look like the best of the bunch. That could very well be J.C. Horn. They move down to, let's say, 14 or 15, pick up a second or third round pick, and still get Horn. I'm, I'm giving you know George Payton probably an A-plus for the offseason. Yeah. Last question for you, Drew, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll cut you loose. I think we know the answer, Zach and I, but just for the for posterity, let's say, what do you want to see the Broncos do at quarterback? Are you about running it back one last time with Drew Locke? If so, is it just Drew and 
you know, Brett Rippon, or do you want to see a backup? Or are you about that Deshaun Watson juice, or are you about taking a cue in the top 10? Uh, well, um, I'm perfectly fine with running it back with Locke one more time. I think he deserves two years in the same system. Last time he had that was in college. And last time that happened, he balled out, made himself a second-round pick. Um, I I'm, I am a fan of Rippon. I think he's a perfectly fine backup. Um, but I understand why people might want a veteran to kind of teach Locke the ropes. I understand that. And if that is the case, my choice would be Alex Smith, bar none. That's definitely something you and I agree on, my friend. Well, hey, Drew, you are the man. Seriously, when we say we appreciate everything you you do for MHH and the community and uh, the content, I mean, we we really mean it. And we hope you you know that and, and you feel that. So thank you for everything and making some time for us tonight, dude. Seriously, we've been really looking forward to finally getting you on the show. Yep. It's been an honor. I'm so happy I was able to come on here. Give our best to your family. And, guys, follow Drew on Twitter. He's a great Broncos fan. Follow Trust at Drew Holland Back. That's back, B-A-C-K, not back, B-E-C-K. I've made that mistake a time or two trying to tag you. Wait, where is he? Oh, it's back. Hello. Drew Holland Back. Dude, have a good night. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. See you soon. All right. There he goes. Drew Holland Back. Superstar. Absolute animal love that guy i gotta say chad of and this is this is pure uh truth right now of the people we brought on the show few people i share bring with more on broncos matters than drew holland back i've made that mm. mistake as well holland back yeah. it's, it's just you know natural to say but what a great guy great twitter follow again guys go follow him he knows his broncos knows what he's talking about this is the overtime podcast network <laughs> Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Let's catch up real quick here with some of our great 
very patient superstars, including fat cats who just popped in, popped out. Great. Always great to have you, my friend. Thank you for the support. He says, no questions, just dropping some support as always. Keep up the good pod, fellas. Can't wait to listen after work. Hashtag priests and the beast, priests and beast. Dude, we're going to work. We got a, a t-shirt in the works. Trust on that. It's, it's coming down the pike and uh, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get your credit and in the form of a uh, t-shirt for coming up with that, that particular hashtag catchphrase. It's good. Appreciate you, PK. Uh, we've got John Houston. Good to see you, man. I mean, every single night, John Houston in the chat, showing love, contributing to the conversation, keeping things flowing. We appreciate you, John. He says, there goes us taking Farley. Herniated disc, surgery, never good. A great talent, but this this many injuries, uh, and he's not even a pro yet, he will fall to the second now. Yeah, he will, at least, probably, at least. Talented guy, Zach, top 10 caliber guy, but miss me on that because Ronald Darby, you're worried about his health, freaking Bassey, right. Callahan. I mean, it's you just you want to try and feel the walking wounded secondary. I mean, it's unfortunately for the Broncos, to me, I wouldn't say it takes him off the board. It just takes him off the board for even round two. I would I would still not take him in round two because mm. I'm worried about mm. that. I'm worried. Mm. That, Chad, I don't know about that. I mean, he, he, he will be back more than likely by training camp, or he might even be you know, on PUP, but he's still going to play sometime this season. I don't think he falls to the second, and I think there's a GM out there that's going to get a steal at like 29, 30, 31 overall. He's not an option number nine, but, you know, Jeffrey Simmons and the Titans, he was injured. I think he missed his entire rookie season, and wasn't he still a first-round pick? There's a GM out there who's going to invest in Caleb Farley, not for this season necessarily, but for the future. I think that will be a smart move. I feel that. I totally do. And and Simmons is one of those success stories uh, of a team saying, look, we're going to take a a step back this year knowing that our first-round pick uh, is not going to help us. But it's going to, you know, we're going to reap the rewards in the future tenfold. I get that. But you're in one of those kind of win now modes where can you really risk one of your first or second round picks not contributing to the to the enchilada this year? I'm not saying 100 percent, but I have my serious doubts, dude, even in the even in round two. Dave, dude, seriously, bro, you are a uh, ride or die MHHer. We love you, dog. Appreciate you uh, supporting the cause. John, it just did a jump or. our chat here. Let me tell you where we're at really quickly here. I'm scrolling down. I'm at Jennifer at 640. So we'll have uh, we'll have some catching up to do. And thankfully, we've got the beast in the house grabbing the super sticker from studs like Muhammad Badri. Good job. Thank you, man. Good job being you. Good job being the MHH male model rocking that profile pick like a star, dude. Love you. Appreciate you, Mo. Thanks, Mo. I'm giving you the thumbs up, just like that little creepy cat with the fangs <laughs> and the weird eyes. Also, BG, always great to have BG in the house. I mean, it's not a uh, huddle up podcast if we don't have a live stream anyway. If it's not, if we don't have Brian Greenfield in the house, thank you for the support as always, my friend. Thank and you, still, we're waiting to hear back. Are you going to come on the show sometime? I mean, now's the time. We're in the off season. Hit us up. Uh, real quick, John, let me just, let me just, we'll move on to some content here, but let me just, some quick housekeeping matters we need uh boggins ed uh gary john again adam jake simon uh in that order if you can get them uh meanwhile uh we'll we'll start with the freaking another stud mr boggins who is a podcaster in his own right and also 
very helpful to MHH in on Facebook as a moderator in our it can be very passionate Facebook group, the MHH super fans group, very passionate, very passionate. Sometimes things get out of hand and you really do have to moderate Boggins bends over backwards, helping me helping us take care of that. So appreciate you. Always great to see you, man. He says, you think that this cap room we're making is for uh, more for next year's contracts than any big acquisition this year. Great question. You know, this is something we kind of scratched the surface on last night, Zach, the topic of, I mean, the Broncos are sitting on whatever it is, 37 million. I think you said Zach in your report um, cap space right now. I mean, they've got plenty of money to play with. It feels like to me, they created that they've structured these contracts for a reason. Now I could be, I could be wrong, but it's almost like they're earmarking that money for something. And it might rhyme with schmishman, schmachman. <laughs> Not anytime. I don't, I don't see it happening with all these, uh, you know, complaints up in the air about them. I think you have to, and this might be the, the very wet blanket answer, but you have to start putting money away for the future. When you have Cortland Sutton coming up, you, you're going to have Noah Fant coming up, Bradley Chubb coming up on his fifth year option. Uh, Fuller is in a one year contract. Uh, Callahan's in a walk here. They're going to need some money to put away to invest in the future. So it may be to add a player or two this year, but I think knowing George Payton, the way he operates, he's always thinking down the road. And I think uh, you, you can't go into a new league year, like let's say next year with next to no money. So I think he's putting some aside for a rainy day this year and for long-term investments in 22 and going forward. We shall see. We'll have our answer sooner than later, but as this thing continues to drag on with all these new accusations uh, going to Sean Watson's way, if I'm George Payton, I mean, you guys already know how I feel about the prospect of giving up the farm to go get a Deshaun Watson, but putting myself in Payton's shoes and assuming some of the buzz is true that he at least has more than a passing interest in being a player for Watson. If he in, indeed does get dealt, I am still having some serious misgivings beyond well beyond the fact that you got to give up a lot capital wise draft picks and whatnot to get him because I'm worried that I heard buzz today that there's a chance it could turn criminal. And if that's the case, miss me, dude, you get, you can't, he's a great player. He's a, he's top five, top 10 caliber quarterback in the league, but you want to, you want to saddle yourself with that, Zach? I don't think so. Well, here's the thing with Peyton. He's shown through the first week of free agency, he believes in keeping the core of the team together. And trading for Deshaun Watson is in conflict conflict with that goal. You can't keep the core together. You can't even build a core if you give away all those pieces and all those draft picks and pay all that money for one player. That's why I still think it's unlikely. It makes for a great storyline. It makes for good podcasting. But I don't think it's reality for George Payton to make that big of a move in year one. I agree. And the, but then again, there's that something about all that cap space and the way that they're obviously structuring these deals. I mean, if you look at Darby's deal, Shelby's deal, Simmons deal, I'm not sure if Fuller counts in, into this equation, but those three for sure. I mean, their total cap hit in 2021, Zach, is not even 14, <clears throat> 14 million combined. Like you, 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 I got to feel like I got to assume there's some reason to arrive to it. Let's grab Edward, who's been very, very patient. And by the way, Edward, I did get your email today. Edward's going to be on the show here in the very near future. Don't worry about all the details, how it's going to. The day of the show, we will uh, reach out to you, send you the everything you're going to need to know. Uh, so don't worry about it until that day comes. You'll hear from us, and it'll all be set up. And just make sure you got a clean background and a smartphone, tablet, 
laptop. It works. And just some, these type of headphones. That's all you need. And even if you don't have headphones, you're good. But he says, I know I'm late, but love the fuller signing. Thanks, Chad and Zach. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Yeah, Zach, that that fuller signing, man, that was like the 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 coup de gras. Like that was it was great. Broncos fans are still just riding high off of that. As well they should be. You're getting an all-pro cornerback for $9.5 million below market value, below uh, the cornerback that you just paid in Ronald Darby. He's a perfect fit for the system. He's reliable, Chad. He's not injury-prone. I mean, he's just a, a great, great signing. And what I love about it, the Broncos didn't wait at all. He was cut from Chicago, and like 10 minutes later, he had a contract signed, sealed, and delivered in Denver. That's George Payton for you. Love what he's doing. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's grab, uh, and by the way, remind me here in just a second, I want to grab what Fangio said specifically about Darby, why he likes Darby, Ronald Darby. I know we were just talking about Fuller, but I want to talk about Ronald Darby here in just a minute. Um, first, though, we got to grab this great super chat from Adon Moreno. We have another Adon in our community. Good to see you. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter, Adon, and uh, we like to shout out and connect with our superstars. Hi, guys. Been a, fan, uh, been a big fan of y'all for some time. Just want to show some love. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, y'all really do deliver great content. And so far, I'm super ready for this upcoming season. Hashtag, uh, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Very sweet of you, Don. We appreciate it, my friend. Seriously, thank you. And uh, it means a lot to us. Truth. Are you related to Noshan by any chance? Or Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Don. Good to see you. Um, all right. Real quick, while John's getting things queued up, uh, we need uh, – hold on one sec, John. And then I'm going to grab this quote. We need uh, Gary Smith and another one from John and Jake King and Simon. But in the meantime, I know you got Gary queued up. Let me grab this real quick, and then we'll grab Gary. 
Um, this is from head coach Vic Fangio today, what he liked about Darby and why he's a good fit for the Broncos scheme. Quote, I liked his coverability. It's pretty simple when you're looking at corners. Can the guy cover somebody? You need to check that box first, and I think he's got natural covering skills both in man and zone. As a corner, even when you're playing zone, many times it ends up being man anyway. He can cover. We like his coverability. I think he has good instincts for the game, both in man and zone. I think he's a willing tackler. He alluded to that. I saw a quote from him during his press conference. We still think he has a lot of football left in him. I still think he's young. He's got an athletic body. He can run fast, and I think he's still got a lot of football left in him. We're really happy to get him. So, Zach, Fangio was stoked on Darby. Of course, this was before they knew for sure that Kyle Fuller was going to fall into their laps. And, you know, if he stays healthy, I think there's reason to hope that he could be that great scheme fit for Donatel and, and Vic Fangio. But can he cover? I mean, he didn't make that clear enough, Chad. Can Ronald Darby cover a wide receiver? Yeah. And listen, if he stays healthy and he replicates what he did last year, the Broncos will have the closest thing to the no-fly zone since they were originally disbanded. And you you partner that with the defensive line and the linebacking core, it is going to be, on a level playing field, all-stars aligning, a scary, scary defense in Denver this season. Gary Smith, a great, uh, great member of our community he doesn't super chat too often, uh, but trust me, he's very plugged into everything we're doing here at MHH. He says, blown up Chad's DMs. Love MHH. By the way, Gary, you're never blowing me up. I try to be responsive to all DMs I get from our great community, uh, and sometimes I'm better at doing that than others. But nevertheless, dude, I hope you know that uh, you know it's never it's not some kind of bother. I love it, dude. We love it when we hear from everybody, whether it's DMs, emails, what have you, at mentions on Twitter, comments on Facebook. I mean, comments on the website. We love it, dude. So uh, good to see you. Thanks for your support. Hope you hope your uh, you and your family are doing well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gary. And uh, if you have a question, uh, feel free to drop it in the comments and we'll get to it. Uh, Tony D.A. Dub out in Los Angeles, Discount Audio and Wheels, the proud owner of this fine establishment. Good to see you, my friend. He says, I just wanted to continue my support, fellas. Keep it up. Are there any free agents left you must have? Also, Pass on Farley, too many injuries. Can we finally get a stud linebacker? Keep up the great work. Go Broncos. A lot there, Zach. They can get a stud linebacker, and actually there's one free agent I want left, so it kind of works hand-in-hand. That would be Eric Wilson, the former Vikings linebacker, a.k.a. the walking turnover in Minnesota. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's still young. He has starting experience. He was the Vikings' leading tackler last season, and he's toiling away right now on the open market. George Payton can reunite with Eric Wilson on a one- or two-year, very, very low guarantee-type deal. It's a no-brainer to me for for linebacker death at inside or outside. That is my guy. I wish they would sign him. Yeah, I mean, pick a pick a position. Let's look at linebacker real quick. Um, let me find it here on Over the Cap, whose website is much more usable uh, than Spot Track and – I trust their reporting and their, I guess, their math, their arithmetic a little bit more. But here's what you're looking at, gang. Aside from uh, from Wilson, here's who's out there currently unsigned. KJ Wright's out there. Uh, Christian Kirksey, he was he was a guy I liked for a long time, former Brown, but he's kind of fallen off a cliff, dude. In terms of he hit the wall. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Denzel Perryman is still out there, but you already have Denzel Perryman, a six foot three Denzel Perryman. His name's Alexander Johnson. Um, Bruce Irvin's an edge. They have him listed as a linebacker, but uh, Sean Lee, too old. Christian Jones, meh. Avery Williamson. Meh. There was a time I kind of liked some of his coverage upside, but he's gotten a little old as well. It's all about this guy, as Zach mentioned. It's all about Eric Wilson, and he's still out there. Don't be surprised if, I mean, we've already seen George Payton <clears throat> go back to the well, go back to the old familiar, bringing in Mike Boone, and even Kyle Fuller. I know that was a Fangio Donatel connection, but that was a guy he was intimately familiar with as well right. because one of George Payton's responsibilities as the number two there in Minnesota Zach, as maybe some of our listeners might not know this, was doing the advanced scouting for the Vikings. What that means is in season, part of his job was to scout the coming opponent, provide all the tells, provide all the little cut-ups and things that the coaches and players would need to know about the coming opponent each and every week. So he knew quite well everything there was to know about Kyle Fuller. Don't be stunned if Eric Wilson, whom, you know, this was a guy who was on his team, ends up in Denver. Yeah, LJ Fort's interesting because he came from Baltimore. I think he's purely an inside linebacker, though. But Eric Wilson's my guy. And, again, you can get him for relatively short money, and he's still young. Again, he was productive last year, the leading tackler. He's known to force turnovers and, and make plays and, and uh, comes up clutch like that. But a non-linebacker that I'd like to see the Broncos sign, a couple offensive linemen, both from Minnesota, Brett Jones, he can play center or guard, and Dakota Dozier, who can play guard or tackle. They still need to address those spots, Chad. I know they have Muti at guard, but Glasgow's kind of uh, injury-prone. He's kind of highly paid. And, of course, behind Juwan James at tackle, what do you really have? Or Garrett Bowles, for that matter. So I would love to see either Jones or Dakota Dozier. Dozier, Dozier, whatever Uh, his name is. Dozier, I think, when we researched it. That's my we guy. Got, we got uh, – whoops, that was my bad. I didn't realize you had him up. Thank you, John. John, again, you're you're the man. Eric Wilson's still out there, by the way. Snag him, Peyton. Yeah, we're hoping, dude. It would be cool. He would – you know, even if he ends up being, um, you know, just kind of a sub guy, he's your he's your fail-safe in the event that Justin Sternod doesn't show up, doesn't turn out, struggles with the injury bug. And if he doesn't, and Sternod show if he stays healthy, I think Sternod, like we talked about last night, can be a real player on this defense. And then you have him and Eric Wilson to kind of succeed the increasingly getting older and slower AJ Johnson and Josie Jewell. But also an outside linebacker, you lost two backups in Chicolo and Jerry Attachu. So you're going to have to have a guy behind uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. They have Malik Reed, but Eric Wilson as a fourth inside line or outside linebacker would be a great pickup for them. Um, I'm all for it. I've been pounding the table for a month now. I hope he picks them up. All right. We got Simon up there in Canada, proving the Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being, baby. It's wherever you are. And that's where he is. He says, losing Lindsey is rough. Other than that, pumped on the new GM. Can't wait for the draft. Also, shout out to Kelberman's Corner and the Trickle Zone. Great content. Hey, man, we appreciate that. We are putting a lot of time and a lot of thought into these premium uh, shows that we're rolling out for our paid subscribers over there on Facebook. So, Zach, it's always great to hear a good testimonial like this. And Simon, I've seen you in the KK and giving stars, and I definitely appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate all your contributions for the pod as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, respect, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, real quick, John, while you load up the next one, I'm going to grab Jennifer, who's been waiting very, very patiently. Good to see you, Jennifer. And it's always it's been great to also connect on Twitter. She says, hi, guys. What round do you think would be best to get an offensive lineman 
a tackle to replace Juwan James when he inevitably <laughs> gets injured? Or do we have a viable backup form? Hashtag state of being. Hashtag Colorado born, Arizona living. Awesome. That's cool. Um, we don't, I mean, you got Calvin Anderson. That's really it. Calvin Anderson, Quinn Bailey. Ugh. Calvin, when, when his number was called last year and in his defense, he's, it was his first NFL exposure, former undrafted guy from what Texas, I want to say. He was found wanting, but that doesn't mean the book is written on him. He'll continue to develop under that wing of, of Mike Munchak. But, Zach, what was the last we heard on Elijah Wilkinson in terms of oh, his uh, free agent visits? He was visiting the Raiders. I believe it was Friday or Thursday uh, of last week. and not, No deal materialized, but I'm literally praying, please, John Gruden, please, Mike Mayock, sign Elijah Wilkinson. I do not want him in Denver anymore. And I agree with the comment here. You have to start. I said this before. You have to start looking to replace the cupboard because they can't keep relying on the Calvin Andersons, the Jake Rogers, picking up DeMar Dotson in August and and rolling forward. You have to start thinking long-term. This might be Juwan James' final season with the team. You never really know. They can get out of his contract. They have to start thinking forward. A really dark horse first-round option for Denver is someone like Rashawn Slater, a tackle that could be maybe not a number nine. They can move down a few spots and take him, but you have to start thinking in the first three rounds or so about offensive line. Yeah, I know that Eric Trickle has done a lot. Of, obviously, he continues to do a lot of work on the class. He had a, um, a video slash article uh, a couple weeks back on three tackles to monitor. A couple of them were day two, day three caliber guys. Obviously, uh, Penny Sewell is a guy that he's get, you know he's going to be a top ten pick in all likelihood. So if you're not in the mood to drop a, a number nine overall pick on a tackle, then he's not your guy in all, um, pro- you know, the way it's probably going to shake out. But Trickle mentions Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, James Hudson from Cincinnati as two guys to kind of monitor that would fit with Munchak and the current blocking scheme. Late day two, day three. So there's, there's a couple of names for you. Jake King, appreciate you, my friend. By the way, any relation, I'm guessing no relation between uh, you and Jennifer King, but Jake, You've really come on strong of late too, my friend, so thank you. He says, if this coming season is Fangio's last ride, who would be y'all's dream replacement for him in 22? There's so many offensive minds that are going to be on the market. You talk about Brian Dayball, Eric Bieniemy, Kellen Moore. I would take any one of those three guys because if they do replace, we said this, you know, ad nauseum now, when or if they do replace Fangio, it has to be an offensive-minded coach and preferably a younger offensive mind. So Dayball, who, you know, turned Josh Allen to an MVP candidate and, and got them within one game of the Super Bowl, that's probably my guy as head coach next year. Yeah, and it's got to be an offensive guy. If, if it doesn't work out with Vic this year, it's got to be an offensive guy. Swing that pendulum back the other way. Um, but I have a sneaking suspicion the Broncos are going to have a little success this year, and that's a can that will get kicked down the road. I mean, Peyton and Fangio are acting like, Long lost friends. I mean, these are these. They're acting like you know they're they freaking love each other, dude, and that's good. You want that good working relationship, but <laughs> until they start not. losing, you know, until right, the that starts. That's true. We'll have to wait and see. We have no frame of reference on on uh, George Payton with that regard. Uh, Danny Trahill on Facebook wants to know. By the way, I know how to pronounce this name Trahill because I had a friend in high school with that same name. So, Danny Trahill, good to see you, my friend. Also, one of our great supporters. Any word on attendance for the Broncos? So are there going to be fans in the stands this year? I think there's reason to believe that there will. We still, it's a little too early to know at what capacity that the stadium will be open. But Zach, 
Texas Rangers opening day one in the MLB with full capacity for fans. So things are turning. The vaccine's doing it what it needs to do. And I'm still remaining hopeful that even if it's not a full attendance for the Denver Broncos in 2021, it's getting back. It's it's swinging back that way. Big time. Yeah. You talked about the presser for George Payton the other day. It was actually in Dove Valley. It was not a Zoom press conference. It was in person. Uh, People were spaced out, though. The draft in Cleveland this year, it was announced today or yesterday that it's going to be, I think it was today, in person, limited attendance, and the people that are closest to the stage near Goodell have to be fully vaccinated, but that's in person. So things are moving in the, in the right direction. I think we'll have limited uh, attendance in training camp, you know, social distancing and masks and all that. And then come the season, come the fall, when things should really be normalized for, for the most part, I think we'll have maybe more than half of the stadium full, if not all of it. Man, I hope so. I hope so. It's just not the same without those fans in the stands. A Christian has come on super strong of late and another great guy that, hey, man, we love connecting with you on Twitter. It was was good to – I'm glad you reached out. He says, what's up, guys? Great show as always. Just showing some love, hashtag state of being, and hashtag roll with three. Roll with Drew Locke. He's all about giving – running it back one more time with Drew. Let him hate, baby. Thank you, Christian. Let him hate. Daniel Dennis in the house, another newer name on Super Chat that has come on strong the last few weeks. So always great. It's been great, I should say, Daniel, to to have you with us. So we appreciate you, dog. He says, what's up, fellas? I'm hoping for a trade back, a safety and a linebacker with that extra second, and then Kellen Mond, the quarterback, in the third or fourth. He reminds me of Dak Prescott. Interesting. The topic of trading back and getting a safety, getting a linebacker, NFL.com, Zach, for what it's worth, uh, who was it? Maya, I think his name was, one of the writers over there, went through each all 16 teams in the AFC and said, look, here's what each team's most glaring hole uh, holes are roster-wise entering free agency. And for the Denver Broncos, they filled every one of those holes but one. And one of them they created by cutting Kareem Jackson loose. So the biggest hole is – that other safety spot. What are you going to do there? Because if you look at the, you know, beyond talking about depth and stuff like that, but if you look at the the penciled in starters defensively for the Broncos, it is just formidable. Some question marks behind Draymond Jones and Mike Purcell. You got Shelby's proven. Draymond's about to prove that he is proven. And Mike Purcell, I think you is, is safe to say as long as he stays healthy, you've got a good anchor there at the nose, Zach. But the as far as starters go. It's all about that second safety spot, which right now, if they had to play a game this coming Sunday, say hello to Trey Marshall, your starting safety for the Denver Broncos. Here's what I'm doing. I'm re-signing Will Parks. I, I might be in the minority. This might be a piping hot take on popular opinion. I don't want Kareem Jackson back as the Broncos starting safety. If he wants to come back as a backup or as a mentor, fine. But I'd rather re-sign Will Parks, who's kind of like a clone of his, even though he's a little more clutch. And I would bring him back on a two, two-year two deal or so and then draft a safety, someone like Mo Riggs, someone like uh, Richie Grant. Let him be the starter. You can't keep signing veterans at every spot. You're going to have to start drafting guys and letting your players play out on the rookie contracts. But one one idea I have in mind that came to me, let's say you grab Parsons at, or let's say you trade back and dr- grab JOK in the first round. And with the extra pick you picked up, move back up into the first round and take Caleb Farley. Who says no? Yeah, I know you might, Chad, but I, I just think the value you'd be getting in the late round for Caleb Farley for the future, I think yeah. that would be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I could be persuaded. I could be swung. 
it's just a matter of what's your priority. If, is, if your priority is going all in on 2021, then I'm saying miss me on that. If it is a little bit more of a long view and you got to balance the two, right? You got to try and scheme or plan right. for the present and the future. Uh, then it would make a heck of a lot more sense to me. Uh, Boise man. Good to see you, bro. Thank you. He's a longtime superstar. He says, just think if we get Nick Foles, we'd have big, you know what, Nick, and <laughs> <laughs> almost got me. Love the show, fellas. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's true. You'd have the, the T-shirt possibilities would be endless, Zach. L- listen, the locker room is not big enough for the both of them. We need just one of those guys. <laughs> we can't handle it, Chad. Yeah. These are all true. innuendos, by the way. True, true. Uh, real quick, John, uh, as you can see here, we're grabbing David, and in between – my my uh, stream just did a jump, so we have. I'm going to tell you who we're missing real quick. Um, we got Lucas. We need Daniel's second. Um, Dave from Georgia, Josh Rogue Theory, uh, John Houston, Chi Town, um, Christian, Jonathan Falk, Alvin, Levi, Dennis, and then it's where I'm at. So F F Y I. Uh, oh, actually, David had. A couple – wait a second. Let me see. Now I'm confusing myself. Let me just grab this super real quick. David, uh, I'm guessing a very symbolic super chat there. Zach with the triple sevens. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. He says, 
hey, bros, I'm livid about Philip Lindsay. I'm, I lost sleep, and I'm disgusted with Pat Shermer's ineptitude as a play caller. <laughs> I'm hoping for Micah Parsons or trading back. Thoughts? Hey, dude, you know how we feel about Philip and Shermer and that whole thing. I mean, you know how we feel. So let's talk about Micah Parsons or trading back. Zach, if he falls into your lap at pick nine, are you looking that gift horse in the mouth and trading back or are you taking him? God, you know, first of all, David, this is a man after my own heart. I agree with every single comment you just raised. I I have to think, even though what I believe is that Peyton will trade back and take someone like JOK, take someone like Zayvon Collins at, you know, 14, 15, if you can get the best linebacker in the draft class without having to move up or surrender anything, and that's your only weak link on defense, you have to think long and hard. I know the red flags are out there. I know he's not the best linebacker in coverage, but that can be taught. And you're delivering Micah Parsons, not just to one of the game's premier defensive minds in Vic Fangio, but you're putting him in between Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. I think he would thrive there. Maybe not in other places, Chad, but in Denver, I think Micah Parsons would thrive especially so. Man, if it was just only about football, it's a no-brainer on Micah Parsons. Unfortunately, you do got to worry a little bit about his off-field shenanigans and his non-football character and uh, but I'm still probably I'm taking Parsons if he's there at nine just because that takes my defense to a whole other level if I'm Vic Fangio you get him in there with Vic Reggie Herring I mean the possibilities are endless by the way we are at 54 minutes and both Zach and I tonight have to keep it pretty tight we've got some things cooking so uh, we got a kind of rapid fire from here but Lucas thank you for that super chat make sure you connect with us on Twitter my friend welcome and thank you he says if Andrew Luck became available is it worth it yeah bro of course but it ain't gonna happen you know he's happily retired i've heard no other recent buzz on anything other than andrew lux enjoying his retirement i have have an idea for kk12 this is what it's going to be just tearing into the this is like the fifth comment we've got about andrew luck the guy is retired and even if he came back he's so far removed from playing i don't think he'd be the same player he once was i mean it was a great he had a hall of fame trajectory for his career and he just decided to walk away it's sad but i think he's permanently retired um john do you have there he is you the man daniel again thank you brother i just want to say Lindsay played with heart for the name on the front of the jersey as much as the name on the back you can't just find that anywhere yeah dude we that's something we said last week when the you know what hit the fan the heart the motor the passion i mean these are things you can't Coach, these are things you can't teach. Men, women, you either have it or you don't. And Philip Lindsay had it in spades. So, you know, you wish him the best in Houston, but um, I still I, I have to shake my head over it. I just can't. The, the whole thing about, oh, he's not a scheme fit, that to me that is BS. It doesn't hold yeah. water, in my opinion, because he's a playmaker. You find ways to use your playmakers. And we're not the only ones who believe this. If you guys want further proof, I, I tweeted a screenshot today at Kelberman NFL from Peter King's weekly Football Morning in America column. He has a little segment there on Philip Lindsay where he says, no player has been disrespected more in recent NFL history. No, you know, gadget type player than Philip Lindsay. Even Peter King, one of the most respected names in football, recognizes that. And I was so happy he spoke out for someone that was, to me, slapped across the face, not once, but multiple times. Yes, yes. We got Tony. We're good with Tony. Tony, love you, buddy. You're the man. Uh, let me tell you where we're at real quick. Um, John, we need Dave from Georgia, Rogue Theory, and Chi Town. 
you can grab those three. Uh, meanwhile, here's one. He's got him. Dave from Georgia. Good to see you, brother. He says, uh, with the Farley news, I say trade back, pick up some more picks. Broncos country, state of being. Could you make an orange or blue? Let them hate. Sure. Mm. Here's the problem. Good question, my friend. And as always, Dave, love you. We're looking forward to having you on the show. The oh, My bad. The problem with uh, the uh, merch question is the supplier that we use, the third-party supplier that we use, we provide the designs. They fulfill, right? When orders come in, they are the ones. That, I mean, it's not Zach and I printing the designs on the T-shirt. Uh, it's them doing it. For whatever reason, orange is a color they're not supplying, and I've sent to them. I'm like, hey, man, we need some legit orange. I even provided them the actual Denver Broncos hex color orange that we could use for T-shirts. So no imminent answer for you on that day, but we can uh, definitely look into the blue one. We can look into the blue one. Yeah, I'd probably pick up one myself, so that's something that we should uh, definitely consider for the store. Rogue Theory, good to see you, Josh. Appreciate you, dog. He says, just showing some love, guys. Chad and Zach, you guys are the best. Thanks for all you do. Hashtag State of Being and Beast, we love you too, brother. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, dude, you the man. John just did this in the green room, so <laughs> shout out to you. Thanks, Josh. You the man. Uh, Chai Town, a hash, let's see, Chai Town number one Broncos fan, Scott, Scott. F. Scott, that's a newer name. So, Scott, find us on Twitter. Connect with us. Yeah, Zach said, welcome. He says, great show, gentlemen. First time on here. Keep up the great job. Appreciate you, man. We will. We'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep grinding. You can trust on that. Hope to see you um, around, too, Scott. Yes, yes. In the chat, commenting on the website, milehighhuddle.com. Christian, good to see you, my friend. Another superstar. He says, I feel like the most underrated Broncos next year. Albert Okawebunam, that's how you're supposed to say it. Uh, You could see how comfortable Drew was with him and his big frame, hashtag state of being from Michigan. Yeah, dude, Uh, it's going to be fun to see how that continues to take shape. And you just got to hope. I haven't heard anything other than, I think it was in January, uh, Albert saying so far so good on his recovery from the ACL. But yeah, dude, him and he and Noah Fant make a ferocious, fearsome tight end tandem for Drew or whatever the quarterback ends up being. It's probably going to be Drew. And then pair that with uh, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon. I mean, this is an offense that's loaded for bear. And if they can get average play from their quarterback pair with that defense, it's going to be a playoff team in 2021. Uh, John, we need uh, Jonathan Fallick, um, Alvin, uh, Alvin Levi, Dennis, and then, we're about where I'm at, just FYI. So here's Jonathan. See, John and I, we're sharing a brain. Go ahead, John. Do you you do you do what you're supposed to do? I'm jumping the the gun here. A newer name on uh, Super Chat. So Jonathan, thank you, my friend. Thank you. And, Welcome. Uh, connect on Twitter. All right, connect with us on Twitter. Well, John's queuing up the next one. Let's grab our great friend and superstar Jeremy, aka Black Knight Two Thirty Two. Appreciate you, dog. He says Broncos fans. Makes angry noises about losing Paxton Lynch. Meanwhile, in March Madness, angry noises about people's brackets being torpedoed by upsets. Yeah. Yeah, dude. March Madness. Has there ever been a a perfect bracket? You know, it's – I used to get really into March Madness back back in the day, but I just don't have time for it anymore, which is another reason why I'm glad I never tried to pursue a, a career in radio. Because in radio, man, you got to have a, a, a finger in all the buckets. And I just, I'm 100% blinders on Broncos and NFL. 
Yeah, this is the first time in many years I'm not doing a bracket, and uh, it's it's just too much of a time commitment for me. But how are the are the Buffs are playing right now? Is that game still going on, guys? Let us know in the comments. What's the score? Alvin, dude, thank you so much. Seriously, you've been extremely generous since you became a part of our community, and especially lately you've been just going off. So wow. thank you so much. You, and uh, reach out to us. Send us an email. Let us send you a T-shirt or something, a small thank you for this yeah. great support because – it's a small thing we can do, but we we just want you to know we, how much we appreciate you. Thank you, Alvin. And again, you guys never cease to blow us away. So we, we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Alvin. Uh, John, real quick here. Let me tell you, the stream just jumped for me. I'm at the Flute Guy Games at 7.08. And, um, oh, actually, we're, we're, we're good, actually, for a second. Oh, no, you're right, Dennis. Uh Another superstar. Dennis, the offer stands. If you ever want to come on the show, my friend, you reach out to us. We'll definitely set it up. Haven't picked up a veteran quarterback yet, so what does that say? If that's the path, why are they waiting? Or are they just rolling with Locke Rippon this year? Zach, to me, the answer is pretty simple. Like like George Payton, and and seriously, Dennis, love you, bro. George Payton said, to quote him again, I got to remind everybody of this. We like Drew Locke. We have a nice QB room. I don't love that nice you know, we have a nice QB room. And then he said, fortunately, we have a quarterback. So I think he likes, I think he likes Drew a lot more than media and and some right. fans. And Alvin, you're the best, dude. Here's this question, man. What's going on with Watson? Do you still think we could still pick him up? I mean, Vaughn was in trouble and so was Gordon, but they're still on the team. Thank you. So the quarterback question first, and then we'll grab Alvin. The quarterback question is this. They only have a couple options now. They're either going to trade for someone like Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew or Sam Darnold. They're going to roll with Locke and Britt Ribbon, or they're going to take a quarterback in next month's draft, either move up or take him at nine. They don't have many options here, but we've been preempting you guys for months now to be prepared for the scenario in which Drew Locke comes back as the unvarnished starter in 2021, left to his own devices for the most part. I even would like to have a better backup than Brett Rippon. I think he's a great guy for the locker room, a great third stringer. But in case Locke bombs or in case Locke gets injured, I want someone that can hold the ship better than a Brett Rippon. So that's really their only options right now, Chad, on March 22nd. If I could pick, I would still say, hey, you got $37 million. Pill off a few shekels for Alex Smith. Call it good. You've got your fail safe. You've got a great mentor. You've got a great right. example for Drew and Brett. And, you know, you're you're ready to go, man, because if Drew did fail or got, got, uh, got hurt again, knock on wood, Alex Smith with these weapons might not be Star Wars numbers, but Alex Smith going to move those chains, going to help the Broncos score some points. You know how to distribute that ball. So uh, the whole point, though, with it's just different. It's a different animal here, right. Alvin, what you're talking about. with It's not quite an apples-to-apples apples comparison with what's going on with Watson and Vaughn and Gordon. For, for example, Vaughn and Gordon were on the team already. Exactly. And, you know, n- neither one of those – both of those situations resolved without the Broncos having – you know, there's no skin off Denver's teeth. They the, the process took its course. And in both cases, they resolved, Zach, outside of the football season. So it was no problem. With Watson – yeah, you know, it's so far up to this point, it's just accusations. And to me, it still smacks of a cash grab. Yeah. But I'm hearing rumblings that it could end up being more than that. And if that's the case, man, it's just you don't want you don't want to roll those dice. Because think about this, Alvin. Put yourself in this position just for a second. You give up two first rounders, maybe three. 
couple of twos, whatever that haul would be to get Watson here. And you feel like you're sitting pretty and then a, a criminal charge comes in or grand jury, you know, indictment, whatever. Suddenly he's persona non grata as a, as a team, you got, you can't be associated with that if it ends up having some actual, um, you know, some teeth. So it's just, is that a risk you're willing to take? I don't think George Payton is, which is why and until and unless that whole thing with Watson does get resolved. I think, I think it's, uh, it's not happening for the Broncos. I don't think he was going to trade for him even without the, all these allegations. But, you know, it's not just one either. You make the point that I was going to make. These players, Gordon and Vaughn, were already on the team. You didn't have to give up anything to acquire them, nor their ma- major contracts. But there's 13 complaints or whatever it is now against Deshaun Watson. And here's the thing. If Busby, the attorney, files a criminal charge, Watson can end up on the commissioner's exemplist. Which and he wouldn't he'd be paid, but he wouldn't play. So why would you give up the farm for a quarterback who might not be able to play? If it's a civil thing, uh, he might not end up on the list. But if it's criminal, which is where I think Busby's going here, you know, cash grab or not, it's going to really muddy the waters for Deshaun Watson. And that trade isn't happening anytime soon. And the Broncos, Chad, cannot wait around. I've been saying this for a while. They cannot wait around on Deshaun Watson. They have to move forward. It is what it is. It's unfortunate for those who are really pining for for Watson to land here, but uh, we got a really mosey. So the Flute Guy Games, love you, buddy. Good to see you. Quick question. Other than Cortland Sutton, which receiver has a chance at 1,000 yards this season? Fant, Judy, Patrick, or my sleeper pick, K.J. Hamler? Felt like he vastly improved until he got injured. For me, so anyone other than that, it's going to be Judy. Judy's the one that's going to get the most opportunity to get to 1,000 and I think if you get Noah Fant, first of all, imagine this. Cortland Sutton over 1,000, Jerry Judy over 1,000, Fant somewhere around seven, 800 yards. I mean, you're scoring a lot of points. You're winning a lot of games, Zach, if that's how it were to shake out for your Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, knowing how Pat Shermer – traditionally has has viewed his tight ends and considering what we saw from Pat Shermer utilizing Noah Fant last year or the lack there of his utilization I mean ignoring him for halves at a time games at a time I think he's a pro bowler waiting to happen Noah Fant but in a Shermer system I don't think he's going to reach his full potential Jerry Judy as the wide receiver too with all the attention away from him now and mostly on Cortland Sutton or Hamler whoever else I think he will go off for a thousand yards as a sophomore one of our great superstars, Ron Dub, in the house. With Good the to see you, Ron. It has yeah, been a we, long time. We've missed you, dog. We yeah. have missed you. Always bringing the good question. He says, hey, guys, long time. If we sign Eric Wilson, the Vikings free agent linebacker, do you think that indicates the pick at nine? I like Locke, but do you think Peyton is planning for life post-Fangio and already has a coach-quarterback pairing in mind? So a few questions there. First of all, no, I don't think that he has a future coach QB pairing in mind. I really don't. I think he's very zoned in on what's in front of him now, and that's Vic Fangio in the 2021 season. But if they were to sign an Eric Wilson, I think that just doesn't doesn't mean they don't take, say, a Micah Parsons at nine if he's there, but it's just another uh, it's another move that would free them up to seriously right. just go whatever direction makes the most sense in the moment when the light is on, right, when the chips are down and it's go time. you got the freedom to do really whatever you want. I don't think it would per se, Zach, uh, portend – for a quarterback in the top 10. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if they picked up Eric Wilson, it wouldn't pigeonhole them more. It would actually free them up more. They can really go wherever they want at number nine. It wouldn't have to be a linebacker. Now it doesn't have to be a cornerback. They can do whatever the hell they want. If someone like Trey Lance falls to number nine into their laps, they might take him. They might fall in love with Mac Jones when they go to his pro day and take him in number nine. They can do whatever they want, but smart money right now, at least to me, is Parsons at number nine or they trade back and take whoever, edge rusher, inside linebacker, safety corner, they can do whatever they want, which is the best position you want to be in going to the draft. So again, kudos to George Payton. All right, Levi, just so you know, we did not miss you. The chat jumped you. And so we're going to do it the old-fashioned way here in just a moment, right after we grab Edward here. Uh, Edward, appreciate you, Doug. I have have to say, uh, Zach, me and you share a brain. I want to re-sign Will Parks and draft a safety. Yeah, Will Park's still floating out there, Zach. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I'm in the minority. Maybe you are with me, Ed. We'll die on this hill together. I don't want Kareem Jackson coming back as the Broncos starting safety. If he wants to be a backup, fine, but I'd rather get younger and and higher upside at that spot. Yeah. All right. Um, Here's Levi. Appreciate you, dog. Everyone knows Levi. Had him on the show just a couple weeks ago. Great superstar. There's always one surprise pick in the top 10. Who do you think the team and player will be? Man, that's so hard to predict, bro. That Mac is so Jones. hard to predict. Not Maybe. the Broncos. I, I I just have a funny feeling he's going to rise. That's the only guy. Quarterbacks, Chet. What did Adam Schefter say? At least four in the top 10. He said, take it to the bank. Could be a fifth. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, man. It wouldn't surprise me. But that's a good question. I'll have to ponder that one for, that is for a little question. bit. Yeah. Um, we have a very, very generous super chat here from <sighs> D Dub. You guys have also met Dale. Great, great, great dude. Great wow. superstar member of our community out there in, in uh, Hawaii, living in paradise. I told him one of these days I'm going to come visit you, dog. I'm going to go take the fam on vacation, come to your neck of the woods, paradise, and, uh, you know, come have a cup of coffee with you or something. But man, thank you so much, Dale. Seriously, it blows us away. You've, you've, been nothing but generous from the moment we crossed orbits with you. So much love to you, dog. He says, what's up? Elway salary cap stud. I'm wondering why the restructuring of the lower end contract. So as we touched on to open the show with uh, Purcell and Brandon McManus, we have 39 million this year, 69, 110 and 213 following years, man. He's already done the math. (laughs) Those TV contracts. I'm uh, surprised if Vaughn is not extended soon. Uh, charges aside, do you think the extra cap was being made for a possible Deshaun move? I actually look, it might sound like I'm saying two different things because I do think that George Payton likes Drew Locke a lot more than some people would want to believe. All right. And I think that he's pointing toward it being Drew this year. But I do have a sneaking suspicion, as we touched on earlier in this pod, that they're freeing up that money. That I mean, the way they've structured these free agent deals, I gotta assume it's for a reason they've already been super active on free agency. I mean, it's like, what else are you going to do with that money? They filled so many holes. I think it's there as a contingency. doesn't mean it's going to happen. I do think it's there in case they want to make some kind of a tectonic blockbuster move, maybe with a Watson uh, or someone else, but probably Watson. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, though, because, again, I don't think – so. if this situation remains as is between now and the draft, I don't think Watson gets moved. I'll be honest with you. Exactly. I don't think there's any GM that wants to fiddle with that um, you know, blown up in their face. Exactly. If I had to make a prediction right now, I'm going to take the unsexy approach and say they're putting money away. They're squirreling money for an extension of, of one of their own players. Maybe Bradley Chubb. 
I don't know. You have to have money, and I think George Payton likes to be comfortable and have all options available to him and not be pressed up against the cap like the Saints. So that's what I think. Dale, much love to you, my friend. Thank you. Um, real quick, Dave Glassman on Facebook. And, uh, as we mentioned, great great member of our community, su- uh, supporter. He says, what about Nick Kendall's comments on Micah Parsons? Please and thank you. John, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what you're talking about there other than the what is known about Parsons uh, off-the-field shenanigans. I'm not sure. If you want to try and clarify before we got to get uh, get out of here, Dave, by all means, uh, do so. Um, one or two more I think we got to get to that uh, have been patiently waiting, and the stream, of course, jumps right when I'm about to get to him. Tanner, and the, I've got Tanner, John, and then we need um, – actually, is that it? Hold on. Let me double-check on the back end real quick. Yep, yep. Uh, here we go. Let's move it along here, YouTube. Uh, Tanner and Josh. Tanner and Josh. Uh, thank you, Tanner. Good to see you, bro. What's up, guys? Keep doing what you're doing. You know we will. How do you guys feel about where Denver is sitting as of right now? Pretty good. You know, for me, it's a B to a to a B plus on what Peyton's done as, in free agency, re-signing their own, uh, bringing in, filling holes. Don't love the Philip Lindsay decision. I still question somewhat the Kareem decision, but I, I mean, I can live with it. I'm feeling pretty good. Again, if you get this team, even if they don't bring any, I mean, imagine this draft doesn't happen. This team and the guys they're getting back and some of the injured guys, I think this is a team, if you get Drew Locke version week 11 through week 17, that can push for a playoff spot in 2021. And that might sound like pie in the sky, but I really don't think it is. I'm right there with you, and uh, I give him an A- minus so far. I think he overpaid and got a little desperate for Ronald Darby, but that's okay if he works out. And also, I don't like the Philip Lindsay decision, but an A- for someone like George Payton. In six days, what he accomplished during the free agent period, Chad, he's been definitely impressive, and I believe we're in for a really impressive draft class next month. We did get some uh, clarification here uh, from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. I believe Nick said that Bucky Brooks, former NFL scout, NFL.com analyst, who is close with Parsons family says that he has major maturity concerns. Yeah. I mean, if, and if that's, I mean, obviously with the, with, you know, with what uh, the accusations are against him, the dude's got some definite uh, maturity issues. So it's a concern. Let's, let's get some interviews. If I'm the Denver Broncos, let's, let's have our zoom meetings with them. Let's try and, and get a beat on, is this behind him? Was this overblown? What's the truth? If the truth is it's still a, a living, breathing thing in terms of the maturity issues, then take him off your board at least round one. But if not, he's just a phenomenal talent. I'm not going to not draft Micah Parsons because Bucky Brooks said so. You know, I, I want to see how, how that plays out. You can coach immaturity out of someone's shot. Look at Alden Smith last year coming back with the Cowboys. He was a, a, a five-year suspension from the NFL. That's the ultimate immaturity case, and he came back and had a solid season. It can be done, and I believe in this culture, with Fangio being a no-nonsense guy, having Ed Donatel, having those linebackers around him, I believe Micah Parsons, maybe not everywhere, but in Denver, I think he'd thrive. All right, two more and we got to go. Josh, love you, bro. Good to see you. If anyone wants Nick Foles, they need jail. <laughs> he sucks. I don't know, dude. I think if you're – Zach, if you're looking for that veteran hedge that's played in the in the league, I think you could do worse. But I understand why a lot of people are not impressed by him after the way he's flamed out post-Philly. Right. Plus, you have to give up a draft pick for him, take on his contract. Yeah. I, I definitely see that point of view. All right, last super chat from David again. Thank you, my friend. Seriously, thank you. 
He says, uh, what's up with the articles with bogus reasons for the reasons Shermer wanted Philip gone? Why did he only get three and a half million from Houston, uh, the original tender? So three and a half million was right about where he would have landed on the second round restricted free agent uh, tender if he would have got the, the round two designation. I don't know. That's what the market would bear. Obviously, he took the best deal for him, and that's what the market bore for Philip Lindsay this year. I think, Zach, they, their NFL teams, they want to see him stay healthy this year. And if he does stay healthy, I think whether it's Houston or someone else, or we'll probably pony up and give him a two- or three-year type of deal with some guaranteed money, somewhere around three to four million a year, something like that. It's just a sickening part to me is that the dumpster fire known as the Houston Texans gave Philip Lindsay more money than the Broncos did in three years combined. I just, I, I'm, I'm so glad he got a shot chat and I really am rooting for him to kill it this season. By the way, Savage Boy Kev is, he's got a request about going over the Broncos opponents next year, making predictions. We will get to that, my friend. It's a little too early in the offseason for us to get into that particular topic, but don't worry. As we march through the NFL offseason calendar, we will get to that. Uh, Bryce, on the uh, 11th hour, jumping in late, appreciate you. He says, just got off work, had to check out the last 10 minutes. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you for the support. Seriously. Before we get out of here, guys, we would be remiss if we did not tip our cap to those great uh, supporters on Facebook who do – it's like the Facebook version of a super chat. They call it Stars on Facebook. We got to just really quick name and, and tip our cap and, and give thanks to the following Mike Possel. Thank you, my friend. Very generous. Randy, Ian, Gary, Brett. We got Brad Murdoch in the house. We got John. We got Dave. We got John. Each and every one of you, we appreciate you. We see you. We thank you. It means the world to us. So appreciate your support, guys. And I uh, hope you hope you all know that. Yeah. A collective mile high salute to you. Thank you, guys. Indeed. All right, guys, we got to dip on out of here. Man, we said we, we had to keep it tight, but uh, the conversation doesn't allow it, man. The the the, the community got to get it out. Whatever's on their mind, we got to get to it. And that's why we are your football priests. We're here to help you exercise those demons and get it off your chest and get it out, and you can move on. But, guys, we do got to go. So follow on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, at Mile High Huddle. My partner's at Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen, and our great producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter, at John K. Another quick reminder, go become a supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle. Go to our page. It's not hard to miss. About 93,000 some odd people following that page. Become a supporter. Big blue button. You'll get Kelberman's Corner. You'll get the trickle zone and trust. You want both those leading up to the draft. So other than that, guys, please give us a like on your way out the door. And if we did a good job for you, if you like the and respect the effort, share this video out. And Zach, we're off tomorrow. So uh, have a great start to your week, brother. And, and we'll reconvene Wednesday night. Yes, we will. Uh, have a great night, Chad. John down there, have a great night. Everyone in the chat, thank you so, so much for your support and generosity tonight. Another great pod, and Chad and I are excited to kick off another week of podcasting. We will see you guys Wednesday to hopefully talk more Broncos news. Maybe cross my fingers and Eric Wilson signing. You never really know, but we'll see you guys. By the way, Ed Ed Keating, Wednesday night, by the way, so go on. We'll see you, Ed, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock uh, Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thank you, guys. Take care, and as always... Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 